Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Here are your hosts, Steve, Ray, Cam and Jam. Everybody, welcome back to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Welcome back to all our podcasts. This is our YouTube channel. It's good to have you back. This is our post-match analysis of the 2-2 draw at Newcastle at St. James' Park. Uh, this is Ray from London. I've got Steve in London and I've got Cam in Florida. So Hello welcome, guys. everybody. Hello, um, everyone. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. There you go. Okay. I'll switch a room. Yeah, sorry. I switched everybody around now, so that's fine. Um, let me just quickly go through the team for Spurs team and then I'm going to come to Cam for some stats. So the team was Larissa in goal, Tanganga, Sanchez, Rodon, Regrion. Hoybieg, Los Celso, Undombele, Lucas, Kane, and Vinicius. So uh, that was a team, I think it was exactly the same team that started the last match. Cam, did you want to give us some uh, stats on our history with Newcastle, please? Well, I mean, it's an interesting one. What I've stuck to this time on the stats is on the Premier League, because I found it really interesting. We've beaten, beaten Newcastle 22 times in the Premier League. We have lost to Newcastle 22 times in the Premier League, and we've drawn only eight times. And the two times that we've drawn have been in this season. And so apart from that, over the years, we only have had six draws against Newcastle. But I think what's more interesting about the stats, firstly, let's um, celebrate something because there's not much to celebrate. One is uh, Kane now has scored 84 away goals in the Premiership. That's most of any player in the Premier in the history of the Premiership. So he's now surpassed any other player as the, the, the highest number of away goals by any, any, any player ever in the Premier League. Tottenham um, have a, 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 a one of the most uh, charitable giving teams this season in the Premier League. Um, we failed uh, to in six times, uh, winning at half time on six occasions. Um, we failed to win. We've dropped fifteen points from a winning position of any team. We've dropped eleven points um, uh, in the last ten minutes of, uh, of all the games we played this season. Um, Newcastle, it would be interesting to know, have this season had um, 17 shots inside our box. That is the most they've ever had since playing Huddersfield in 2019 when Benitez was in charge and then Huddersfield got relegated, as you probably all know. The most interesting one I found was the stat on Joel Linton. Joel Linton has scored four goals in a total of 62 matches. He's played Tottenham four times where two of his goals have come from, and um, his other two goals were scored in 58 games. So he clearly, clearly he should have had a hat-trick today, but we'll come on to that, I'm sure. So we had the better of the possession, uh, 59% as opposed to 41. <laughs> Newcastle had 22 shots as opposed to 11 of ours, and they had more shots on targets than we did. And obviously they doubled them out of corners. We had seven to three. And we even committed more fouls, even though it looked like they were committing them. They had they committed 13, we did 14. That's my stats for this one. Superb, superb collection of stats, Cam. Thank you very much for that. It's really comprehensive. Very good. Uh, as usual, I'm going to come to Steve now. Steve, give us your thoughts. Let's start with the first half and uh, how things developed, etc. Please go ahead, Steve. Um, thank you, Ray. Um, it was. I think at times it was difficult to know which team was the one which was trying to get into the top four and which team was fighting relegation, unfortunately. Um, I don't think we played well. I think we were fortunate to go in at um, half-time 2-1. Uh, 
uh, I think I thought that um, Sanchez was really appalling today. He made at least three errors before he made the error that gave the goal away, although that wasn't completely his fault. I think um, uh, Tanganka had um, made a fairly poor clearance in the first place, but there, it was straightforward clearance. And then Holberg missed up as well. Then the balls played across. Um, and I think actually Lloris was very flat-footed and should have come out to try and narrow that angle as well. So that, that, they're one up. But before then, we'd had danger signals, hadn't we, with um, Lloris making a, a double save. Um, probably fortunate in the end because the sort of ball was behind him and he managed to, to, to grab it in. We then We then break out and do get a fortunate goal. But, you know, if you don't get the ball into the penalty area, you don't try those things, then you don't score. So it was a tap-in for, for Harry. Um, and then we managed to go 2-1 up with a great goal from Harry. You know, he shouldn't be scoring from that angle, really. The goalkeeper sh should uh, come out and close that angle down. But he's hit it with such power, the keeper didn't really have a chance to get there. So we go in at 2-1. Um, at so you're hoping we're going to build on that. In terms of that, that first half, I was, glad, I was glad to see Tanganka in there rather than Aurea. I, was, um, I thought it was a pity that Son wasn't obviously able to start and we weren't able to play Toby as well. Um, I think that uh, Reglion was having trouble, I think, with Murphy, was it, on the, on the right? He'd been beaten, I think, two or three times um, and he probably had one of his worst performances for us. I think Tanganka did okay, but again... I think he was partly responsible um, for the goal, but there was still a lot to happen, i.e. Sanchez being able to clear the ball effectively um, before there was a goal. What I would say about um, Tanganka that he was in positions where if Aurea was there, there'd have been a free kick. He, he, stood, he stood off the player, shepherded him into the right direction, made them check and made them go back. A very mature performance, really, for someone so young, whereas Aurea would have, would have dived in. So in terms of the first half, I think it was difficult to tell which team was going for top four, which team was going for was um, fighting relegation. Um, and we were probably a bit fortunate to go in at 2-1. But that was a great platform to move forward in the second half. OK, thanks, Steve. So, Jam, um, let me have your thoughts on the first half. Now, Steve quite rightly said we went in 2-1, but I thought we could have been down at least two or three goals to, uh, you know, before that. What do you think, Jam? You know, talk about the defence and why we seem we can't defend. Talk about oh. the defence in the first half. That defence is just is the same old story. No matter who is playing in that back four, it's just you know there's it's going to be leaky. I, I think we've all we all we've all known this since the beginning of the season that Sanchez cannot be our our best or you know first choice centre back. And for some reason, he's the one that that's come back around and 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 held down that role right now. And um, it really questions why is Ari, why is all the world not starting? Uh, apparently, he was ill last time out, but it's been three weeks since then. So. Um, you know, there's bigger questions to be asked about that. I, I don't, I don't want Sanchez to continue being our, our first choice there because we're just going to keep conceding goals. And I wouldn't say it was, you know, he definitely was at fault for both of the goals they conceded in part, not entirely. You know, there's definitely been situations where he has been a bigger factor in the goals we conceded compared to today. But I mean, it's still time and time again, you're not confident when you see him or when the ball's coming near him, you're, you're not confident. And it's like, Whoever's playing alongside him must have have a nightmare, knowing they have to do two jobs. You know, uh, must be so difficult. 
Um, Tanganga, you know, he could have definitely closed down, I feel like, the second goal. But let's get into the second half now. Um, but apart from that, I, f- I thought he was very composed, very professional. I-, I thought up until they scored, you know, it was going to be one of those matches where we didn't play well and it was a, but it was a professional performance where we're going to take it home and, and we know where our flaws are, where they always have been in the center back position. Um, Good things, though. I'd like to see Los Celso, Hoiberg, and Indobili playing well together at times. There was some good midfield play interchange at times, um, especially for that second goal. Good passing from Indobili. Um, other than that, though, he went, he got really quiet in the second half, didn't do much. He tried. Once we went down, he did try and, and pick it up. So I liked, I liked seeing that hunger from him a little bit. I wish he could do that for 90 minutes. You know, there was a good five minutes where he really took the ball to them. Um but it's just the same old story, really, with Tottenham. You knew it was going to happen. You knew we had the opportunity to go forth today. A huge opportunity. Got to get us in a really strong position. You knew it was going to happen. We're going to fluff it up, though. Don't know why. Don't know what this is. Yeah, I think it's something in our DNA. But uh, I thought Joe Rodon played really well, actually. He's yeah. Had a couple of good ones. I thought he's really starting to shine now. Didn't he? But, Cam, let me come to you again now for the first half. I mean, just give us your general thoughts, what you liked about it, what you didn't like about it, what you saw differently in the team. Well, I think the first problem, I'll be totally honest with you, was I was very shocked uh, with the kit they were wearing. I couldn't understand why Sanchez was wearing a Tottenham top. He should have been dressed in a clown's outfit because he definitely wasn't playing for the team. I mean, I, I mean, I tell you what, you could have put a clown on there with with the, with the three foot uh, slippers on, and he would have probably done better than um, Sanchez did. Uh, and I mean, we go on about the first goal. We seem to forget that there's Sanchez, obviously headless chickening it at the back, you know, doing his little clown's tricks. Um, but Rodon was so mesmerised by the bad uh, uh, player of Sanchez that he was just standing there staring at him. Yeah. And there's a player was was the ball was you could see where the ball was going to go because he was standing on his own. And there was if you if you if you look back at it, you'll see Rodon actually look stare at the guy. Turn around and look at the ball, and when he's and, and basically hardly moves before the goal, before he gets a clean free shot on it, more or less on an empty goal. I think my biggest issue for the first half was, and, I, and I'll be totally honest with you, is um, we were very lucky because we had one extra player on the pitch, and that for me was Joel Linton. Because anybody, if that Harry Kane had been in a position where Joel Linton would have been, it would have been 5 1 by about in 30 minutes. But that guy couldn't couldn't hit, as they say, uh, a cow's backside with a banjo after he got his first goal. And I was listening to some comments from Newcastle fans who said he's got his one goal. Uh, we're lucky if he, he scores again in the next 30 games. So thank you, Joe Linton, for missing empty empty nets. I think there, he was called offside on one. It was not offside. When not you, offside. If he had gone to VAR, it, he would have been. Yeah. And it was a, basically an empty net. All he had to do was get a toe on it. And that would have been a, that would have been a goal. So... Thanks to Joe Linton, I think the 2-2 is very flattering to us. Um, I think that you know, we're overblowing and overplaying the fact that uh, um, uh, uh, Lo Celso uh, and Don Malay um, and even Mora, who had an awful game today, were, were, were looked good because they didn't look good. I don't see any of them would have got into any of the top six teams that are out there. I don't even think they would have got into Arsenal's team who were appalling yesterday against Liverpool. So let's not kid ourselves. And my biggest okay. issue here is comes on to the manager, which we're going to talk about. We'll talk about but, him later, but just talk I, about the first half. I would like to say one last thing. Steve yeah. mentioned it, and I'm going to mention it. And that is, Belgium are the top-ranked number one team on the planet right now. They might not have won anything yet, but they are. If you look at the uh, FIFA rankings, Belgium are number one. The, the, after 
um, but one of the first names on that team sheet all the time is Toby Alderweireld for yeah. Belgium, right? Probably behind De Bruyne, he'll come number two. He doesn't even get on the bench with, at Spurs. That's yeah. your manager. There's something wrong there. I mean, let me give you my thoughts first thoughts on the first half. I mean, I agree with all three of what you've said, everything you've said I agree with. And I think we're extremely lucky to go in 2-1 up. I mean, there was a pass that Gale, if he'd passed it a bit better to Almiron, oh. he would have definitely have scored and made it 2-2. Uh, that was, again, a Sanchez mistake. You know, this guy's just got mistakes with nothing. But then we could spend all the time talking about his mistakes, but that's not going to help anybody. The, the key for me is we spent God knows how much millions, hundreds of millions, and we cannot find a decent back four. I mean, Rodon was the only guy worth his salt in there. If it wasn't for him, he cut out another one. We could have easily been three or four down there. Uh, people say, oh, Newcastle raised their game against Tottenham. No, that's not true. Any team plays against Tottenham is going to get chances. And any team that's half defense is going to put them away. The, what we had today was Newcastle were just as bad as us at the back. That's why we got away with the 2-2 draw, I think. Any other team, Ndombele gave the ball away a few times trying to do his tricks. When they come off, they're brilliant. Believe me, they're world-beating. When they don't come off, you know, the other team can attack. And we're, you know, we're back in defense and we can't do anything. So it's, it's very difficult. Anyway, we went in 2-1 up. Regardless of whatever happened, we went in 2-1 up. Um, Talk us through the second half now, Jam. Let's come to you first. What, how did the second half pan out and how did we end up conceding in the last minute and not scoring three goals to give us a chance? You know, We need to be at least two goals ahead before we can become reasonably comfortable. So, Jam, talk us through that and then I'm going to come to Steve. Uh, to be fair, the second half started off better, um, not right, right off the bat, but we, we grew into the second half stronger and stronger and we attacked very well and had lots of very good chances that... Um, for some reason weren't weren't put away. Uh Kane I can remember two very good chances that he had. One hit the post. Um trying to think of when uh Vinicius so he was off he was off then he had already scored that offside goal and then you know that got pulled back. So he didn't do much when he was playing. Yeah. Um Lamella I remember Lamella doing something really good. What was he doing? But Lamella in that one jam before you look at your notes there was a, a break on there, and he could have passed. Oh yeah, the two on one. He could have passed to Kane, and he made he the wrong the, decision. He did make the wrong decision. What I was happy with that, you know, what I did know about that, which obviously was the wrong decision. But you, we all remember Lamella. He's does everything up until the final pass. He actually made the final pass. It got through to the to our danger player, and then Kane was unable to finish. Was, was that where he hit the post? Or was that yeah. before? Yeah. But that's how uh, Son would have had an easier chance. I think. He would have definitely had an easier chance, but Kane still got the shot away. And, and what can you do once you, once, you, once you do it? And then that's when they, their attack was when they scored right after that. Yeah, yeah. Cam, let me come to you and then I'm going to come to Steve. Cam, what is it? Try and get into the mind of this team. What is it when we're 2-1 ahead against a team that's battling relegation? What is it in our team that means we cannot defend the lead? Please try and put some light on that, Cam. What do you think? Okay, so let's... Uh, I mean, it's, it's a great question, and I hope that the other two will also look into that, because yeah. uh, you asked a, a question that most first fans are asking. But also, you've got to take that into context with what the manager is saying, because the manager comes out and says, I don't tell him to play like that. Okay, so what happens at, my, at work? I, I'm a manager. I, run, I, run, I have staff. They do things that I don't want them to do. I call them in, and I will say to them, hey... 
I don't like what you're doing. Can you please do it this way? 90% of the time, they go out there and they'll do it this way. Well, if I say constantly every week, tell them to, uh, you know, type in the number 10 and they're always typing in a number one, uh, they won't, they probably still won't be there. And for me to then constantly say as a manager, but I told them to do it another way, um, but they're not doing it, uh, um, starts to wear very, very thin after the first three or four times. And that's where we are right now. So I don't believe him. I think he's a liar. I think that um, watching uh, Hoybier play, one of the things you've always noticed about Hoybier's play is um, he passes short all the time to Ndombele. 90% of the time, that's all he does. I am sure that is an um, instruction from the manager. Um, breaks down the play. He could put, put the ball in. He was quite advanced up the field a lot of the second half. Always turned on Blay, who then t- turns and twists, falls over, tries to get a free kick, and very rarely does. Um, and that is, 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 is a joke, because the other teams don't even have to do anything. We sort of end up beating ourselves. And I think there's too much... Uh, there's very little, um, to me, it seems that the, in the second half, we're always doing this, the, the team is not playing with any, as if they're robots. They're, they're playing as if they don't know how to play football and they, all they know is what they've been told by the manager who then turns around and said, I never told them to play that way. And how many times are you going to get away with that, Ray? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, he made a quote to say that, somebody said to him, your teams were built on defence and all that, and he said something about, I had, I had the players to do it then, which is insinuating he doesn't have the players at the moment. But, uh, you know, that's, that's a fair point. I think, they have a player to do. The point is, they don't, they, what are they doing? Because this is every single game. Tottenham have lost the most than any team uh, yeah. in the second half. And, and, I, and I, I dare any of you to suggest, that Steve said, let's build on that. Every single one of you knew that when we came out in the second half, we were going to be, we were going to be defensive. Yeah. We were going to be doing anything. And we were not going to play like we did in the first half. Because we haven't in any second half this whole season. Yeah. Okay, Steve, let's come to you now. I mean, you know, what is it about this team that just can't hang on to a lead? What do you think it is? Do you think they're too scared to make a mistake? And when that's the case, they do actually make mistakes? I think it's it's a combination. I think it is a combination of things. Just to pick on what, what, what Cam was saying, at 60 minutes, I said to my sons who are watching the game, I hope we can hang on for a draw. And we're 2-1 up. You know, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. Can we hang on for a draw? And... You know, 85th minute or whatever it was, but they get a damn goal. And Joe Willett from Arsenal scores yeah, as well. People, Can't yeah. be any worse. <laughs> Who, um, oh, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a nightmare. I don't know what it is. Um, if you look at the players individually and the way they perform, they just don't look good enough. Apart from Kane, they just don't look good enough. And yet we had some very positive results early on in the season, didn't we? Mm-hmm. So when we played Man United, who we're about to play next. I cannot imagine we'll get anywhere near the same sort of result that we got early on in the season. I think Man United would just have had an off day. Um, I think you picked up yeah, you picked up a very important thing, Ray, is about, is about uh, risk. They don't want to take a risk. And, of course, all that does is you continually move further and further back until you're defending your own six-yard and your own 18-yard area. We won't make that killer pass or try to do it. And Dombele does occasionally. But he's just, I cannot believe we paid so much for him. And I think their, their goal um, came partly because he went missing in midfield. He's on the wrong side of the player all the time. And he spends a lot of his time rolling around, um, clutching an injury that turns out not to be an injury. Yeah. You know, as soon as he goes down and he, he looks like he's been shot, we all <laughs> say to each other, don't we? Oh, no, he's fine. He'll be OK. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. just, I, I don't know what the, the solution is. Um, yeah. Clearly, if I... If I did, I'd be, be, be the manager. 
But we were a shambles. That last goal was an absolute shambles. Yeah. I, um, our, our two centre-halves, I mean, they're facing each other, two or three feet away from each other. It's just, it's unbelievable. And there, and Willock is completely unmarked. Um, I, I don't know if um, Tanganga should have been there, but I would, if I was him, I'd have said, well, there's two centre-halves there, the goalkeeper. There's him on his own. Surely they can deal with that. And, of course, they didn't. But in terms of solution, I, I don't know. I mean, could, should yeah. we get some, some of the youngsters in just to give them a try? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely, Steve. You know, I concur with that. Jam, I mean, yeah. looking at, give me your thoughts on this. In the second half, looking at, we were 2-1 up, you think, let's go for the third, kill the match. <clears throat> Passing it, like, it was a training match across, so slow, no urgency, no penetration. There's, there's no expression. Yeah, no expression. They they can't express themselves. Like it's it's either something. I, I like what I said. I don't I don't believe Jose at all. He's he's lying to us. He's been saying this over and over again. And if if this is true, show us on the pitch. Show us like, play some football. If we're gonna lose, if we're gonna draw against Newcastle, who are you know basically in relegation battle, we we might as well lose four four or four one or whatever. Like, play some football. Yeah. Have some fun. Go out there and express themselves. But that's it, not what he's building. And uh, the players either. Have given up. They don't care. I don't know. I don't know. I can't say what it is because I mean, they're running around for ninety minutes. They're there, but they're just basically empty shells. Uh, and then on top of that, we have the the personnel issue. There's clearly some players in the team who are not playing. You know, Deli Ali was on the bench. Why is he on the bench if he's not going to come on? John and run around. Bale comes on at what the eighty ninth minute or something like that. What is this? Why? Why is he even on the bench? He's going. He's going back to Madrid next week. Play, play. You know, a youngster, um, a Scarlet or someone. Bring him on for on the ninetieth minute. He would have made a difference. He brought, possibly. He was brought on for a free kick, wasn't it? It's yeah. ridiculous. And then he did awful, this awful, awful, awful free kick. It's like you knew it was going to happen, though. What? This guy's going to come in and miraculously, he's done nothing all season. He's going to score a magical free kick. Yeah, it's yeah. the dream. It's the dream very, Jose wants I mean, to live, but none of us are living in his dream. I mean, how ridiculous well, is that, Cam? Hold on a second. How ridiculous is that to bring it on for three minutes? I mean, come on. I mean, for a free uh, kick when there's players there who can take a free kick on the pitch, well, I would rather see Lamella well, take that free kick or Kane well, or anyone. I mean, well, the point, maybe. The point maybe. Is, I mean, you make a very good point, Cam, and I'm glad that you let raise that because one of the things that I'm sure all of you noticed that by the 60th minute, Lacelso was not much fit. He'd faded right out of that game, and that was the time to bring on Bale. That was exactly the time to bring him on when he could make an influence. However, you know, again... He was going to bring on Sissoko. We out Mr. Rocket Scientist, Mourinho. You know, he said, you never question people at NASA where they're building space rockets. Why does everyone think they can question a football manager? Well, we don't question Guardiola because we know he knows what he's doing. We don't question NASA scientists because they know what they're doing. Their rockets actually go up and come back. We question him because he don't know what he's doing. And, the, and the, that is proven because, actually, you know who was coming on rather than Bale? It was Sissoko. But the goal went in, so he changed his mind. It was actually Sissoko was getting ready to come on, and it was at the last minute. So there was no chance that Bale was going to come on on the 60th minute when he should have come on when the Salsa was, was, was knackered and did absolutely nothing. So yeah. what, what is that? And then Mourinho has the cheek to blame his player. What is Bale supposed to do? From in five minutes, what was he supposed yeah. to do? No, no. What was he actually okay. supposed to do? It was a joke. Even when Bell come on, he didn't even have time to spit his chewing gum out. He was still chewing a gun on the pitch because he didn't even get him warm up. Didn't even let him get ready. So, oh, there's let a goal in. Sasoko, go sit down, Bell. Keep your gum in because you ain't going to be out there very long. Uh, I mean, who plays football with chewing gum? Yeah, I mean, until this this method, this uh, madness of 
you know, just being 2-1 up and playing to protect it. Until that goes, we're not going to go anywhere. Let's move forward now. We've got a few minutes left on this podcast. I mean, I don't know what to say, really. I mean, I'm just lost for words. Uh, top four was there. You know, Chelsea got thrashed yesterday. You know, Liverpool won, so we could have been in the top four. But as I said to everybody, it's the hope that kills you. You think, oh, if we win this, we're going to be top four. We're never going to be. So, I mean, moving forward now, Steve, let's forget about the Newcastle one. It's just more of the more. Same of the sameness, really. Nothing different. What, uh, give us some hope looking forward, Steve, to the next few matches I, and maybe I, the last nine matches. Oh, blimey. I've got no crumbs of hope. Yeah, none. I, and I can't believe anyone else is going to be able to conjure that anyway. The astonishing thing is that we've still got Kane, haven't we? You know, that was Kane 2, Newcastle 2. Yeah. Um, I know the first goal was a bit lucky, but he was in the right place at the right yeah. time, and that's the sign of a good striker, yeah. isn't it? I, I Pep Guardiola was right. This is a Harry Kane team, isn't he? He was right when he said that. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Son has um, gone off the boil, hasn't he? I know he wasn't. he's been injured and isn't particularly fit, I imagine. Hence, he only had one half. Um, but... I mean, if Kane isn't there, we can't really do anything. I know we sort of played Vinicius in the first half and uh, he huffed and puffed, didn't he? But Nobody can say Vinicius cannot be accused of not having a chance. He started in the last two matches, both against relegation type scenarios. If he can't score then, man, what's he going to do? He did score. He did score, but hopefully he's going to go back. Uh, Cam, where do we go from here now? Top four, it's not going to happen. Okay, we no, know that. No, uh, my view is, um, and I was on the chat whilst doing this game with um, some other people on, on the Bleacher Report, which was very interesting. And the, the, the thing that was really scary about today, Ray, Steve, Jem, I'll tell you what was the most scariest thing. We could have won this game. And we could have actually sat back and believed that, hey, we're top four now. But are you going to tell me, even if we had won and held on for a 2-1, that that team could be Everton away, could be Leicester away, and could beat Man United next week. Because if the only reason we would have won that game is because Joel Linton must have been um, a Mourinho fan and was playing for us. The other thing is, um, uh, there's no other reason, because let's face it, if you had Bruno Fernandes or you had Rashford on those chances that, that Joel Linton had, yeah. it would have been 6-1 yeah. by about in 30 minutes. Yeah. Or you, if, you, if Everton had moved that was against Everton, yeah, um, yeah. Would it, do you think their strikers wouldn't have taken those yeah. chances? But it was only. Can, me, but can I finish? Me, well, go okay, on. sorry. My apologies. Go ahead. Sorry. So my final point is this. I mean, Jam made a very important point yesterday. He texted me yesterday and he said, "Oh my God, Chelsea have lost five uh, two to West Brom. Uh, watch us fluff it tomorrow because we actually have a realistic chance of hitting top four. And, I mean, you couldn't have been more, more more true about it. I mean, my final comment on my group chat that I was talking about this game today was. Uh, um, we must face up to the prospect that uh, Mourinho is still secretly a Chelsea manager. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, <laughs> when they do hit top four, I wonder what he's going to get from Abramovich for this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, the thing is, I've heard a rumour here, I'm going to ask Steve, is even Dan, what somebody's saying that even if he doesn't get top four, doesn't win anything, he's still going to be here next season. What do you think about yeah. that, Steve? Oh, well, nothing, nothing would surprise me. Um, but... I can't understand it. He's supposed to be the winner, isn't he? He always get, he wins a trophy, all that sort of stuff. And I can't see us beating Man City in the League Cup final in a million years. Um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'd, I'd take anyone else now. He's turned a team that had 60% possession in games to a team that has 24, 30% possession. And we can't win games like that. No. So, I mean, Jam, if he's still here next season... I th- and let's assume Kane goes, because the chances are he probably will go. Why was he going to stay? Are we just going to be a mid-table mediocrity, aren't we, Jan? I mean, what, 
I guess Mourinho is getting paid either way, so he doesn't really care, right? Um, if he's here next season, it's 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 a, it's a disaster. Um, you know, by the board, what they're doing, I don't know. Um, and and they're probably thinking what three four years ahead where we might actually be able to regroup and create a new team again, start from fresh like we did ten years ago. <sighs> that's that's the only that's the only view I have long term. You know, I, I just don't see I don't see it. Um, unless by some miracle Mourinho can't get all of the players he wants, which just won't happen. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. That's a joke. It's sell sell Kane, sell Son. That that's the only way you could potentially make a new team that would not be as good as the team we have right now. So. All of the players that we got, like Doherty, Vinicius, whoever, are they all Mourinho players or not, Jam? No, I mean, so he, bought, he them? bought them, right? He bought yeah, them. So whose players are they then? I don't, I don't know. I, you got to ask them. He bought them without his permission and without his say so. We just went out and bought Doherty at right back, did we? You know, I can't, I can't tell you. You know, you know, you know, I can see, I can see. not good enough. Why I can see Levy doing that deal though. I mean, well, he got 15 yeah. million for, you know, the second best attacking right back in the league that he could, he really got for 3 million because he sent another player in the other direction. I guess it wasn't really him, but, um, you know what I mean? It, it was a cheap bargain. Yeah. 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 It was Hoiberg who we got for that, yeah. but still it was, he was still a cheap acquisition and I could see he was probably what third, fourth option for Mourinho. Mourinho was like, well, we need a player in that position. Why not? I, yeah. I, I don't want to support Mourinho in that because I can't say, but I can definitely, um, be against Levy and say I could definitely see Levy doing something like that, yeah, yeah. you know, Cam, buying whoever he thinks is right. Yeah. Cam, what about the fact that uh, um, Marino is playing, is trolling Levy by just playing uh, Sanchez to show him how bad he is and the fact that we need money for a centre-back? Is that another theory that could be there? No. Keep playing think, him all the time. There's no other reason yeah. he should keep playing him. Uh I really, I, th- I think, was trolling Le- Levy to say uh, uh, I can play whoever the hell I want, and whatever happens, you're going to pay me thirty million. So uh, I'm going to play Sanchez. Of course, I'm going to play Sanchez because either way, I'm getting, like Jan said, I'm getting my thirty million. I do know that there is no incentive for Mourinho to do anything else apart from pride. Um, uh, he's going to be the one club. He's already, I believe, that when he came, he had an ambition that he could win something. I think he's now realised that. His record of always winning something at every single club ain't going to happen at Tottenham. And uh, it's now all about the money. I mean, there's no way. I, I mean, the, the, the truth is that everyone says that we've got the players. I'm not sure that we have any more because the players that we had, um, because, you know, you've got to say this very clearly, right? I mean, some of your best players have now become your worst players. So uh, Toby's not even making the bench. Wow. Uh, Delhi was actually a very good player. Yeah, he was going down under Pochettino. He's not playing. Bale looked very good for two games against Wales. He's not playing. Um, and we bring in La Salsa, who's hobbled. Um, we bring in anybody. We bring in, uh, um, and we continue with Ndombele nonstop, even though everybody says this guy is just not doing it for us. He's not delivering the, that creative role. Put anybody in that position. Um, that's not happening. Um, and uh, um, we just don't seem to be... I mean, it, who else can you lay that at the door of apart from the manager? The only hope for us is that Enix sell this club, sell it to somebody, a multi, multi, multi-billionaire. I mean, Joe Lewis has only got three billion. Um, uh, I mean, Jeff Bezos has got uh, nearly a trillion. So maybe he'll come in and buy it. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, we need money. We, and we ain't getting it. Okay. It's not going to happen over the summer, though. Point, which is very important. And that is... Financial fair play is going out the window. Other clubs are going to get stronger. And all this, we balance the books and all that crap. 
is going to be out of the window too because you know uh, we're going to be one of the the, the clubs. We're going to be in the, in the bottom half of the team. While yeah. Everton can throw whatever they want at it, and other teams can too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's go to your, let's close up now. Let's go to your takeaway, Steve. What's your takeaway from the match? Oh, it's just it's complete depression, really. <laughs> um, if I, you put I, you on suicide, what's this? I mean, the thing is, we've still got Kane. And in any game, you still have a chance if you've got him. You may still get a goal. Yeah. I think Tanganka is 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 going to be a good player. And yeah. to be honest, I will play him in centre-half. And I've said this before. Yeah. And I think he will eventually end up there. Um, and we put somebody else into the right-back position. Mind you, then you've got Aurier or um, Dorsey. Good grief. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's hopeless, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm worried about the Man United game. I hope we're not um, I'll come to the Man United game in a minute for, yeah. for a prediction. Thanks. Uh, Jam, your main takeaway from the from the game? Main takeaway is the uh, same old Tottenham. You know, it's just every... It's getting tiring. You, yeah. you, you, some little little glimmers of hope come and then they're just crump, destroyed, stamped on by our yeah. team over and over again. Yeah. Cool. Cam, your main takeaway? Obviously, I'm very angry, but in a way I'm relieved because, I mean, this whole uh, pseudo top four, we can make it, is now well and truly dead, thank God. Because I mean, it's we not, though. Today, we might have started believing before we got our hopes and dreams stomped on by the next three, by Le- Leicester, Everton and Man United. So at least now we can, uh, I'm ho- really desperately hoping that we'll make uh, eight or nine. Okay. And my main takeaway is that I think Joe Rodon is going to be a really, really good player. Once he gets yes. the once he gets the experience and he plays, I think there's a great player in there. Could be a player for the next five, six years. That centre-half spot could be Joe Rodon's, hopefully. Let's go to predictions now next week. I'm going to start off. Man United, Tottenham Hotspur, I'm going for 1-3. Steve? 3-0, Man United. Okay. Uh, Cam? I think that, uh, um, judging by today's performance, I've got to say that they would have taken most of those chances. So I'm going 1-4. And uh, Jam? I, I don't want to be all, all this doom and gloom. I'm going to go 1-1 just because I think Man United will try and respect our counter-attack a little bit. You know, they, they have been known to be cautious. They're not going to lose second spot. And, you know, I, I don't feel they're going to try and lose this match. Okay, perfect. So, everybody, please comment, like, and subscribe. This is Ray from London on the Spurs 9501 podcast and YouTube channel saying goodbye. Steve? Goodbye. Come on, you Spurs. Jeff? Come on, you Spurs. And Cam? Come on, you Spurs, next season with the new manager. <laughs> Steve, that was a very muffled come on, you Spurs, Steve. Let's give it, give it again with a bit of bump. Come on, Steve. Come, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come Thanks, on, everybody. Spurs. Take care. Next season. Come on, you Lily Whites, as I used come to Come on, say. you Lily Whites. <laughs> Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch, continue the debate, and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.